Welcome in to the next episode of the Rob Miller Podcast. So I know I've been gone for a little bit, but I just wanted to kind of take some time and uh, make sure my family was, was set and ready to go. So excuse my absence from uh, from posting, but um, I'm going to be getting back into this and we're going to be... You know, going full full steam ahead for this playoffs because I'm you know I'm really excited because there's so many cool things that could happen uh, within these next couple of weeks that could really change a lot and that's kind of where I want to start. I want to start by talking about some of these upcoming weekends for the end of the season. So for starters, we're gonna obviously gonna, we're gonna talk about week 16 mainly because of the. Uh, the lineup of what we have for the playoffs specifically. I want to talk about what games I like this weekend, as well as the two teams that can. There's only from what I from what I've researched, there's only two teams that can be eliminated mathematically from the postseason this coming uh, weekend, uh, and that is the Seahawks and the Panthers. But for starters, we're going to talk about my predictions. Uh, I'm just going to run through them real quick, uh, kind of just give you a. Uh, this got this team will win over this team throughout the whole weekend. So uh, I have the San Francisco 49ers beating the Tennessee Titans. I have the Green Bay Packers beating the Cleveland Browns. The Indianapolis Colts beating the Arizona Cardinals. The Detroit Lions beating Atlanta. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Carolina Panthers. I have the Baltimore Ravens losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. I have the uh, Los Angeles Chargers beating the Houston Texans. I have the Los Angeles Rams beating the Minnesota Vikings. I have the New England Patriots beating the Buffalo Bills. The Jacksonville Jaguars beating the New York Jets. I have the Philadelphia Eagles beating the New York Giants. I have the Seattle Seahawks beating the Chicago Bears. I have the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Las Vegas Raiders beating the Denver Broncos. The Dallas Cowboys beating the Washington football team. And the New Orleans Saints beating the Miami Dolphins. Now, like I said, I did some research. And I have come to find out that there are two teams that can be mathematically eliminated from the postseason. Those two teams are the Seattle Seahawks and the Carolina Panthers. Now, Seattle will be eliminated if San Francisco wins and one of four teams wins. Minnesota Vikings, the New Orleans Saints, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington football team. So Seattle has to hope that San Francisco loses to Tennessee, and they can still make the playoffs because that brings down that brings them a game closer to the 49ers. And if everybody else wins, they can shift the 49ers in and around and out of the playoffs, 
and scoot them up into as a seventh seed. The highest I could like, there's a on on ESPN. I found a um, a playoff simulator sort of thing, and it simulates the uh, what I believe to be the or um, what it is is the last three weeks of the season, and you just pick which game that you want or which team you think is going to win that 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 matchup, and then it'll automatically shift everything to. Uh, into the playoff spots. So, with that being said, you know, based on my predictions, Seattle will not make the postseason, and rightfully so. They don't, in my opinion, they haven't deserved it this season, with how they how slow they started out early in the year, on top of continuing to play pretty bad throughout the entire year. They started off really good in in week one against the Colts, but then after that, it was just really really downhill. Um, not very explosive on offense, and knowing what Russell Wilson's capable of, I know it's not him. I don't know if he's just doing a kind of like a bare minimum so he doesn't get hurt, and then lo and behold, he still gets hurt. But regardless, you know, you can blame it on the offensive coordinator all you want. You can blame it on Pete Carroll all you want. Whatever happens, whatever happened at all this offseason into this coming season and throughout the season, something just wasn't clicking to where they couldn't get you know, get back on track and, and win games like they normally do. So with that being said, um, you know, I, 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 I saw this coming, you know, a few years ago when it came to Russell Wilson being 82% of the entire offensive uh, output when it comes to yards, when it came to uh, whether that be rushing or throwing uh, and touchdowns. And he led the league in touchdown passes that year. So... Keep that in mind. Like Russell is not the problem. It's whatever coaching staff that they have. Uh, it could be the, the the guys that they continuously try to draft, or it could be the um, the the free agents that they continuously try to get. Jamal Adams. That was a bad trade. We should not have traded away. I, I mean, me personally, I liked Bradley McDougal. He was one of the guys that we traded. The one of the players that we traded away to the Jets to get Jamal Adams, along with you know two first round picks or three or whatever it was. That's what I, I I mean, I didn't expect that. I didn't think that they needed Jamal Adams. You know, they had Cam Chancellor at one point in time, but Jamal is not as good as Cam. And honestly, I don't think he'll be as good as Cam ever was. You know, I don't think he will be as good as Cam ever was. He's constantly injured. And now granted, right near the end of uh, Cam's career, he was getting injured a couple of times and he held out and all this other stuff. But at the same time, you were afraid the fact that he was on that field. Jamal just seems like he wants to get the quarterback rather than just getting the tackle or being a force to be reckoned with when it comes to the defense. Like if you like if you went up against Cam Chancellor in the uh, in the in the in the the middle area of the field when it came to you breaking through the the, the defensive line, you did not want to see him in your face. Jamal wants to sack the quarterback, which is fine. So move positions. You're too small, then learn how to catch. He has, what, three picks his entire career? He's been in the league for, what, almost six years now? Something ain't right. I'll just say that. But anyway, so um, the the Seahawks really need to figure something out if they want to make the postseason. Um, like I said, even oh, so even if they win out, if, if the 49ers win... And any other team wins, 
any of those four teams win, they're out. At that point, they're just playing for themselves. So they need to they need to really find some sort of cohesion, try some crazy stuff out if that happens to where they can literally have some sort of good note to be left on after this season to move into the offseason to try and work to be better for next season, especially if Shane Waldron is going to continue to be the offensive coordinator. And honestly, after this coming up season, I don't know if Pete Carroll will be the head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I don't know if John Snyder is going to continue to be the general manager for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But moving on to the Carolina Panthers, where they still have a, some crazy issue about who is going to be start, their starting quarterback. Um, Sam Darnold has been cleared to play, and he's practicing now. Um, at this point, I'm not sure if you start Sam Darnold over Cam Newton. I don't know if you start uh, PJ Walker over over Sam Darnold. You know, it's 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 a big controversy. I think that the Carolina Panthers need one of those quarterback refreshments. Find somebody new who can come in and, and really take over and do well. Uh, maybe give Philly a call and try and see if they can get Gardner Minshew. See if you can get a hold of Garrett Gilbert. Um, see if you can get rid of get get a hold of uh, Tyler Huntley. Um, you know somebody that they can get their hands on that's just a little bit better than those than than what they have in their in their quarterback room right now. And what's sad is that Sam has a lot of potential, but I mean they have an opportunity to be you know eliminated from the playoffs just by you know three teams winning. If these teams lose, if if any of these teams lose, Carolina has a very slim chance near the end of the year to make it. Now, so Carolina um, has to win out. And I, I don't know if I mentioned that before, but if Seattle, for Seattle as well, they have to win out. Which their next their next three games are Chicago, then they go up against the Lions, and then they play uh, Arizona. In Arizona. Which, if the Panthers can go in there and wipe the floor with them, I have a feeling that the, that the Seahawks can do the same. So I I can I can see the Seattle the, the the Seahawks winning out, but you know they have to have that on top of you know consistently these other teams losing. Realistically, if Philly wins, Philly's in no matter what for anybody for any any sort of scenario as the as the as the seventh seed. I did find this out too. If if San Francisco loses this weekend, and the Saints win out, the Saints are the sixth seed. Crazy. But anyway, so if the uh, the Vikings, the Eagles, or the Washington football team win in Week 16, Carolina is out of the playoffs. They will not be able to make it to the make it to the postseason, even if they win. So, those are the two teams that I have researched that have the ability to be eliminated from the playoffs. Um, in in from what I've from what I have brought together my or my my predictions for week sixteen, it doesn't look good for either Seattle or Carolina. I think they both get eliminated this weekend. Um, I almost I tried to, I tried to see what other teams I could possibly eliminate. Uh, I tried to uh, to do it to New Orleans. Um, I didn't really try Minnesota or 
Philadelphia or anybody like that because it seems like just whatever week, so long as they win, they're in. Like, like, like I said, the Eagles, if they win at all, they're, they're pretty much staying in the playoffs. But all three of the teams, the, the Vikings, the Saints, and the Eagles, are all 7-7. Seven and seven. So they have to count on each other to, they have to count on their team to win and the other two teams to lose in order for them to continue to hold that spot. And then it's just an extra bonus if San Francisco drops two games, which is possible because in week 16 they face the Titans and then in week 18 they face the Rams, which I think that they will lose to the Rams because the Rams will have a much better opportunity to get a number one seed or get closer to the number one seed. Um, so with that being said, the Rams aren't just going to roll over and kind of put their starters on the back burner. That way they're healthier for the postseason. Um, so uh, the the 49ers will still have some work cut out for them, um, especially if they want to continue to hold a six-seed spot. Um, Arizona's in a bad spot. They can they can fall to six and they can go up to one. So it's really anyone's guess at this point of where they're going to where they're going to fall or where they're going to rise to. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make my my predictions for week seventeen and eighteen in the next episode. But just going over that, you know, with Arizona kind of falling apart at this point without DeAndre Hopkins is kind of sad to see. But at the same time, if all they're going to do is just depend on one wide receiver to throw to and not really run the ball that well, this is what they're going to deserve. They're not going to win a play. You're not going to win a playoff game by just throwing one receiver the ball the entire game uh, and then kind of throwing it to your tight end and handing the ball off or running the ball yourself with, uh, you know, with Kyler, you know, every other, every few plays just to keep the defense guessing when really all you're going to do is just chuck it up to DeAndre Hopkins and hope that if he's not there, they're able to bat it to A.J. Green to make a big play. That's just not how you win football games. So, and I mean, honestly, that's how it's I feel like they've been playing the last uh, few weeks too. So <clears throat> it wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, they, they make the playoffs and then they lose the first game. So, um... With that being said, um, I think that this playoff is very interesting to see what comes next. I tried to do um, an AFC team to see if I can get the, one of those eliminated. The closest, the closest team to the record that the uh, both the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks have was the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven and six, and I could make the number one seed. If the Steelers want to have the number one seed in the AFC, Tennessee and New England have to lose two games, and Kansas City has to lose all three games, and it doesn't matter at all whether the Bengals win or the Ravens win or whatever, and the Steelers have to win out. The Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend play the Kansas City Chiefs, and then they play Cleveland Browns, and then they play the Baltimore Ravens. They have a kind of easy schedule for the last three games. Um, I think that I, I had predicted the Steelers lose to Kansas City, so they would be out of getting the number one seed. I highly doubt that they would get um, a seeding in the first place. It would literally have to go down to like uh, 
Baltimore winning against uh, Cincinnati this weekend. Uh, obviously, Pittsburgh winning. And then the Chargers and the Colts have to lose in order for them to be in the playoffs in the, as like a six or seven seed. Oh, and uh, and then they have a possibility of like a tie or a loss of a loss between the Raiders and Broncos. So there's a lot of stuff that can go on in these last three weeks. So uh, coming up next, I'm going to be talking about uh, my predictions that I have for these upcoming. Uh, for like this upcoming week, and then putting it into this this simulator and doing a playoff seeding chart to make a Super Bowl prediction right after. Welcome back to the Rob Miller Podcast. Um, now I'm going over um, this uh, ESPN NFL playoff machine uh, just to try and go through and figure out exactly how the postseason is with the predictions that I've made. And and see what we're gonna what, what's what's actually going to gonna happen, especially with 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 the postseason and, and all the crazy stuff that's gonna be going on, you know, just simply because like all this stuff is like this this weekend is gonna be crazy with the amount of of, of games and, and and playoff implications that are gonna be coming down the line. Um, it's it's very interesting to see that you know some of these teams are literally on the verge of of going to the postseason and making something of themselves whereas the you know these other teams who are just kind of like hoping and praying that they're able to get somewhere and we just know that they're not going to you know with like Seattle or uh, like I said Seattle or, or Carolina where they have they're, they're on the brink they have to have everything that go correctly in order for them to possibly make it and they're just not going to. I think it's a huge thing. So, <clears throat> okay. So, going off of the predictions that I've made, and like I said, I'll reveal my week 17 and 18 uh, um, predictions as they come in. Um, but using this uh, playoff machine, I've inputted all of the, the the predictions that I have, and I have the number one seed in the AFC go to Kansas City, and then I have uh, New England as the number two, Tennessee as the number three. Cincinnati as the number four. Number five goes to Indianapolis. Number six goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. And number seven goes to the Buffalo Bills. Moving over to the NFC, I have the number one seed is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Number two would be the Dallas Cowboys. Three, Los Angeles Rams. Four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Five, New Orleans Saints. Six, Arizona Cardinals. Seven, San Francisco 49ers. Now, you can say how all you're crazy for thinking that you're going to have Arizona go from the number one seed for a long time now down into a a wild card sixth seed team. Listen, the amount of the amount of struggles that they've had since Kyler Murray's come back from this injury and kind of since during this injury that he's been out, they have been just so hot and cold. You never know what to expect. Now, I will say Colt McCoy came in when he was. You know, filling in for when he was injured was playing pretty good. He won with two. He went won two or three games uh, while Kyler was out, <clears throat> and played particularly well um, as a backup should should win you those you know a couple of those games. Um, as one of them was a division rival, which was Seattle in Seattle, which was huge, uh, a very very big win for for Colt McCoy as the Cardinals uh, starting quarterback at the time. 
So the fact that they were able to do what they did and 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 win some of those close games and win some of those tight like those hard to fight, hard to fight games uh, without Kyler and without DeAndre Hopkins was was pretty big. And now that DeAndre is still kind of in and out, don't know when he's going to be back. I mean, they predict that he might be back for the uh, a or the NFC Championship game if they even make it that far. So who knows how this offense is going to perform without him. On top of the running back situation, whether they're going to have James Conner be the the full, you know, the full workhorse for that run offense, and then maybe you know Zach Ertz or Christian Kirk or somebody else can help out AJ Green, um, take some pressure off of him and help Kyler out, because uh, you're not just going to run around the field anymore. Like Russell Wilson did it for a couple of years, and now it's kind of, kind of catching up to him. He can't really run around because his offensive line's so bad. So Arizona is going to get into, start getting into this trouble and uh, have these issues. So I think that uh, it's very well possible that they could drop down to the sixth seed. And, you know, like I said, rightfully so, they haven't been playing that well. Now, <clears throat> I have the San Francisco 49ers going into Dallas to face off against the Cowboys. I have the sixth seed Arizona Cardinals going into L.A. to face the Rams, a divisional game. And then I have the New Orleans Saints going into Tampa Bay to fight Tampa. Now, this is interesting. Simply put, because I'm going I'm to start off with the probably the most obvious game to, to, to have a big contemplation, a big uh, debate with, is the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Saints is is a huge is a huge win for you know uh, to come in and and come in all the way into the fifth seed um, um, spot because they're they have I have them beating the the Dolphins in Week 16, then they beat the, they're going to beat the Panthers and then they're going to beat the Falcons. So they have a pretty easy like last three games that can really bring them into the spot. Now and I mean. Already, uh, they're seven and seven. Like I just gonna win three games. They're ten and seven, you know. So it's very well possible that they sit here and they and they get this these these three wins. Um, that being said, um, I think because of what they were able to do in the or in the regular season against the Bucks. I still think that the that the Bucks have what it takes to beat them in the postseason. I think postseason Bucks are a complete uh, will be a completely different team. Um, you know, I think that the 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 big moments for Taysom Hill aren't gonna aren't gonna like fall in his favor um, simply because he hasn't been a starting quarterback in in on a four A team. In the postseason, so I don't think that he will. I, I think he'll. I think he'll be there, but I don't think he'll be all the way there. I think. I think that game is going to be a, a little bit closer than what most people think. Um, I mean, if you asked, if you had asked me this past weekend if I picked was going to pick the Saints over the Bucks, I would have told you the Bucks. Um, now, with Alvin Kamara back, if he stays, so long as he stays healthy up until this point, I think that he still will continue to be a huge uh, factor in this game. 
I don't think it's going to be a 9-0 win for the the New Orleans Saints again. I don't think it's going to be a win for the Saints whatsoever. I think that, and especially the fact that, that Antonio Brown will be probably most likely be back. Mike Evans will most likely be back. You know, Leonard Fournette will most likely be back. So, And then they just added Le'Veon Bell. So they have a ton of, like, incredible uh, they have they have a, they have a bunch of incredible players, and then they have Le'Veon Bell um, to help them succeed. And I think that that is going to be a huge factor in the win that they're going to have over the New Orleans Saints. Next, we have the uh, Arizona Cardinals going into LA to face off against the Rams. Now, <clears throat> like I said before, Arizona. To me, it doesn't have what it takes without DeAndre Hopkins and a good running game. Regardless, if Kyler is part of your run game, they need D-Hop. DeAndre Hopkins needs to be on the field able to kind of help Kyler get out of bad situations. And I don't, I don't particularly like that because it shows way too much dependency and it's a vulnerability. When you want to be that team in the NFL... The team to beat, the team to always go to the Super Bowl, you cannot show your weaknesses. You can't know what those weaknesses are. And even if you do show them, you better be able to counter anything that the other team brings against you, against like to your weakness. You, be, you best be able to counter it with some something of their weakness that you have. And if you know your weakness is like like Atlanta with Kyle Pitts, then Russell Gage and Tajay Sharp better be able to catch that ball in those deep scenarios. You know, help you know get open when he when Matt Ryan needs him to. You know, if 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 it's if it's Seattle, if they take away uh, Tyler Lockett, then DK better show up. Dwayne Eskridge better show up. Freddie Swain better show up. So for Arizona. Uh, for the most, I mean, for the most part, AJ Green shows up, but you know, D Hop's not on the field, so they're going to shut down AJ Green or try to. And if they can't, all they got to do is shut down everybody else and just have enough pressure on him to swat the ball away or put enough pressure on Kyler to make him run up, run all around the field to either throw the ball away or try and force a bad ball. And I think it's that easy. Uh, they're now their their de- their defense is pretty good, um, but I think that their run defense is a little bad, to where you can run the ball. And Sony Michelle has been doing pretty well. Daryl Henderson will be back soon for LA. Um, they're going to be at home, so that's a big advantage for the the Rams. You know, I think that they have a much better opportunity to win. So I think I'm going to give I'm I'm going to give the win uh, to the Los Angeles uh, Rams. Uh, in this game. And then you have San Francisco going into Dallas, which this one will probably be one of the closer games of this of you know of the wild card weekend, uh, simply because um, San Francisco is on a, on a nice hot streak going on right now, and I think that their hot streak continues for the most part. Um, you know, like I said, I think I believe they're going to beat Tennessee this weekend um, for starters. Um, I have them losing to the Rams uh, in in week 18. You know, I think that 
it's still it, they still have the opportunity to really take advantage of uh, some some easier some like somewhat easy last three games to uh, to hold on to a seventh seed spot, um, and then you know I think that their like I said their run, I think their run offense is great. I think Jimmy G is is throwing the ball efficiently with no turnovers. He's able to uh, make you know go through his progressions and you know get out of the get out of the pocket when he needs to, but constantly keeping his eyes downfield. And I think that's going to be a huge thing. Um, Dallas, on the other hand, their defense is just too damn good. You know, Micah Parsons, uh, you know, for Randy Gregory, De- uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Those those guys are just. Forces to be reckoned with, um, and and I'm a little afraid. I would be a little afraid of, of what they're capable of, um, especially when it comes to the constant pass rush. And, and I get it, Kyler's mobile and stuff along those lines, but these guys are fast, man. Like I think it's going to be a, a, a scary thing to see the, the Dallas Cowboys, their defense going up against you. It's just it's going to be it's going to be a sight to see. So, but um, so I'm going to have the Dallas Cowboys winning this game. Um, I think that uh, Trayvon Diggs is going to have at least a pick in this game, and it's going to be a huge one. Uh, either I don't know if it's going to be game ceiling, or if it's just going to um, if it's going to come in a really clutch moment to help bring the Cowboys back. Whatever the whatever the case may be, that's that's what I predict. Um, and then obviously, you know, you have Green Bay as the number one seed, and then that would bring the four seed. Um, Tampa Bay Bucks to Green Bay, and then the the Rams will go to face the uh, Cowboys. I think that the uh, the Buccaneers are one of those teams, like I that that has to have everything perfect. That they have a perfect run game. They have to be able to throw the ball efficiently, and uh, their offensive line has to protect pretty well. Um, you know, Brady's got to be able to get the ball out. So, if that's the case. I don't. Uh, I think. I think the Green Bay pass rush is kind of hit or miss, but at the same time, their secondary is too good to uh, for them to not do well. I think that their linebackers are good enough to cover some of these running backs that they have. Uh, Leonard Fournette's a bigger guy; he can move, but you know he's he's still kind of a, one of those bigger guys. On top of uh, now, Le'Veon Bell, who's going to be at this point three weeks into a, a playbook, he should be pretty well accustomed to what's going on there. And I think that if that's the case, he's going to be a big passing target more than any, but more than anything. And, uh, you know, th- that could be a factor, but I think the Packers defense is just better, you know, by this time, um, Jair Alexander will be a hundred percent back. Hopefully, um, you know, you have uh, offensive linemen who who have been banged up, who can be healthy, and all this stuff. And I think that um, that that Green Bay would end up winning this game simply because um, their quarterback has a lot more poise, uh, is is fi- at least five years younger, and uh, I think he has the ability to lead a better football team. Um, not saying that you know Tampa's defense is bad. I just don't trust them when it comes to some of these big scenarios. Uh, their run defense has been pretty decent. Their pass defense is very shoddy. Um, you know their their corners are not very healthy, and when they are healthy, they're still not very good. 
Um, so I I don't see the Bucks um, being able to stop uh, the the pass attack that that Aaron Rodgers has. So I say the Green Bay Packers will will beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in Green Bay um, to advance to the uh, NFC Championship game. Um, and then I see uh, the probably one of the bigger games of the year, uh, which hap- just so happened to be part of the postseason. Um, I have the uh, Rams going into Dallas to face off against the um, the Cowboys, and honestly, with that being said, that's it, that's a that's a huge game. Uh, I think that the the Rams um, pass rush is actually going to be is going to step up huge here and be a huge factor. Um, Zeke and Tony Pollard, they're going to have trouble running the ball without that run, without that run offense. I think that, uh, Dallas struggles a lot. Dak's not going to be able to handle it. So I see the, the, the Rams kind of coming in and just taking over and, and taking that game from them and leaving the chart the, the, the Rams to face off in green Bay against the Packers for the NFC championship game. Um, and and that game is going to be quite interesting too because um, I think that Aaron Donald is going to be able to do the same thing again, uh, kind of bully the the Packers offensive line. Now I, I still think that the 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 Packers are, at, are are in my opinion my favorites to win the Super Bowl as well as Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP. Um, but uh, you know it's gonna, that game's not going to come come easy for the Packers. I think that their their defense is, is well enough to, you know, kind of hold and bottle down uh, Cooper Cup and um, uh, Odell Beckham. Uh, the the cold, the, the sheer cold that they're going to have up in Wisconsin is going to be a huge factor in that as well. You know, I do not see them succeeding very well in that sort of environment, especially because they are a... Um, a dome team in a in a warm state, you know. So, uh, with that being said, I'd say Green Bay was is able to squeak out a win against the the Rams, who, I mean, realistically have deserved a lot of their success um, with the uh, the acquisition of Matt Stafford and bringing in OBJ and still having Andrew Whitworth playing for you is, is, is pretty, is, is a pretty big feat for them. And I think that that's going to be a huge factor in why they get so far in the playoffs. Um, but like I said, I think that the, the fact that the, um, the, the Packers pass offense is just so much better. Um, I think that it's going to be a huge, uh, matchup between Devontae Adams and uh, Jalen Ramsey. Um, but I just think at that point you're going to have Mercedes Lewis really step up and um, you're going to have uh, uh, Marquise Valdez-Scanling is going to come up. Alan Lazar is going to come up and they're going to be able to really help take the load off of that sort of stress, but I, I still think that Devon Adams is still going to be able to get open and, and make some big plays, probably catch a touchdown, um, you know, in, in a big spot. Because, you know, I see a lot of uh, corners when it comes to, oh, I'm the best in the game type of corners. They're usually, no, like, their, their offensive scheme, or their defensive scheme, excuse me, is typically zone. So you're sitting in one area, you're always on one side. So I don't see that. I don't see 
um you know i mean i honestly like even some of these these zone covered corners are trying to go up against um Devonte adams and still can't hold him and then their run attack is really good and i think that with um with aaron jones and aj dillon i think they're going to really beat up because aj dillon's such a big big dude he's able to run over a lot of people and put a lot of people in hurt in pain just just through running through them and that's going to help increase hole sizes and help um yeah, Aaron Jones, you know, burst through those lines and get some big yards. So, so yeah, I I believe that the Packers are going to be the favorite coming out of the um, NFC or the yeah the NFC. Um, moving on over to the AFC, I, we have the Kansas City Chiefs as the number one seed, the New England Patriots as the number two, the number three is the Tennessee Titans, number four Cincinnati Bengals, five Indianapolis Colts, six Los Angeles Chargers, seven. Buffalo Bills. So, uh, with this being said, uh, Kansas City being the number one seed, it kind of is a big surprise because of how poorly they played early in the year. Um, they were able to really straighten themselves out and 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 be smarter with the football. Um, probably about a month and a half, two months ago, something along those lines, to where now he's you know he's not throwing as many picks and he's being a little bit more cautious with the football, knowing that. All he's all he needs to do is just make the smarter play. I think that that's going to be a huge thing for the Chiefs and and Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> but for Wild Card Weekend, we have uh, a division matchup between the uh, Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Um, with the Patriots uh, being where they are as the number two seed, I think is huge. Uh, with a with a, a rookie quarterback, not a lot of people thought that that Belichick. Would come this would would get this far, but in my prediction, I believe that he will. Um, the fact that they've won as many games as they have is pretty amazing as well. With that, with with Mac Jones, especially with how kind of slow he started out with, and you know the losses that the that the Patriots had was not definitely not pretty, and and like any sort of criticism was definitely uh, worth it because just how much they beat it up and. Um, yeah, so uh, talking about the 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 Patriots, I think that their 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 defense is, is stout. Um, the fact that they were able to really hold on to the Buffalo Bills the way that they did uh, a few weeks ago is incredible. Um, now I'll say this: that the the Buffalo Bills offense has not been what it what a lot of people thought it would be this year. Um, kind of hot and cold. You don't get a lot of, of volume out of. Uh, Stefan Diggs uh, on a consistent basis, um, on top of you know Dawson Knox dropping a ton of passes, Stefan Diggs dropping a ton of passes. So it's kind of leading um, Jim, uh, Josh Allen to run the ball a lot more, and I don't think he wants to do that. Uh, he, you know, risking getting hurt is just not what he wants to do. I can you know I mean any common sense person would probably tell you that, but it, you know to reiterate it, yeah, I don't think he wants to do that. So. Um, you know they i think that's a lot of their problem of why they have been kind of slipping but i think that one you know now you know if they get to the playoffs in this position uh i think that it'll be a little bit easier for them to kind of handle it i think that yeah they're they're gonna button themselves up and get them ready to go for the postseason and 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 move on from there um but i see that i still see that the the new england patriots um defense is just better and i think that that's going to be a huge factor because they're going to 
lose to like the Bills are going to lose to the um, the New England Patriots. And they had the Los Angeles Chargers as the number six seed going into Tennessee to face them, the third seed AFC team. Um, I think that the Chargers would beat them uh, straight up in a one-on-one, a one-on-one fight, um, simply because they don't have the run offense and they depend so so much on Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball and their run off or the run offense hasn't been nearly as explosive as they had wanted it to. Uh, whether they expected these new guys to come in and be exactly like Derrick Henry, I don't know. That's kind of silly to think that they would do that. But, I mean, crazier things have happened. So, um, with that being said, the I think the Chargers are going to pull out this win. Um, I, the, the Titans just don't seem that much of like a complete team anymore um, since the injuries that have, have happened this year. And, um, you know, I don't, for some reason, it just doesn't seem that Tennessee has the right tools to succeed in this league uh, come postseason time into the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I think I think the Chargers are on fire. I think the Chargers are a great team. They have uh, some decent weapons on the offense, um, and you know their their star quarterback is just an absolute stud. I uh, you know watch a lot of his some of his videos on on the internet and. You know, some of them are pretty funny at how he acts, like when it comes to being on the golf course or whatever. And I was like, that's not, that's that's definitely my kind of, my kind of quarterback. So um, I think that he's he's definitely down with the flow, but knows how to be serious when it comes to it. So um, I think that he um, will succeed a lot in this league. I think he's going to win multiple Super Bowls, and I think that this is probably one of his better years to actually get to that point to possibly do that. Um, so I have the Chargers over the Titans. Moving on is to have the uh, Indianapolis Colts over the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I, I'd say if I have the, um, the the Colts that played against the Buccaneers, I don't want this team against Cincinnati. I think they're going to lose. I would think they lose this game. But um, you know, Indianapolis has a lot of great, a lot of uh, uh, they've had a lot of great success come from these last few. Uh, weeks, you know, month, month and a half, whatever it is, uh, to to get to this position of where they are, uh, especially with you know, with these with their wins over um Buffalo, which was humongous, uh, which is, you know a I would say it's part of the reason why they're ahead, but what I have predicted there the Colts would go eleven and six and Buffalo ten and nine, but or ten and seven, excuse me. But still um, I think that Jonathan Taylor has been an absolute a maniac for them. Uh, he's been a, a incredibly productive, incredibly helpful to the, every bit of operation that they have. And um, I think that uh, the Colts have a lot of steam on their side running into this game against the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow, I think, is going to have a lot of problems when it comes to this Colts defense. Uh, Forrest Buckner is a force to be uh, a force to be reckoned with, and uh, I think that they um, that they're going to struggle a lot against this Colts team. And you know, it doesn't look it, to me it doesn't look too bright for the for the Bengals. I say it's a lot closer than what, than what some people would think, but I still think that uh, the Colts are going to pull the win out. Um, and then you know, finally moving on to. The division around, you know, Kansas City will go up against the Los Angeles Chargers, a divisional round game, and the Indianapolis Colts will fight off against the 
number two seed New England Patriots. So, the Colts beat the Patriots already, right? So that's a huge thing for the Colts. I think they can do it again. I think they will do it again. Um, I don't think it's going to be as close as you might think. Um, but at the same time, I think that the the postseason um, for the AFC is going to be uh, quite interesting. So uh, I, I see the, 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 the Jonathan Taylor maniac train running all around the New England uh, defense. Um, I still think that the Patriots are actually going to squeeze this win out uh, because of what Belichick's able to do in the postseason uh, and make it to the uh, AFC Championship game uh, where they um, well, they'll face off against, you know, whether it be Kansas City or L.A. Um, and I think that L.A. is going to actually end up beating them head-to-head uh, -head in, in a big upset uh, win for the Chargers. Um, you know, in, in most of these scenarios, the, the Chargers would really, uh, choke and I think the, the, I think Derwin James is going to be a huge factor in, in keeping Kelsey at bay. And, um, you know, one of my buddies really pointed that out to me and, and knowing what Derwin James can, can do and knowing now that he can do that, I think that's going to be a huge for them, especially if they make it to the Super Bowl. Um, so with the Chargers going up against the, the, the Patriots, I think the Chargers are going to actually, uh, uh, or sorry, the Chargers going up against the Chiefs. I think they're going to upset the Chiefs. Um, you know, Pat's going to throw like a, a pick or two, and uh, Justin Herbert might throw one and, and, you know, three touchdowns. So the Chargers look really, really promising from here on, and knowing what they're capable of is going to be quite interesting. So we're going to have the Chargers and the Patriots in the AFC Championship game where I – I mean, I can make an argument for both sides of it to be. Um, I don't want it to be the Patriots just because I just don't want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl anymore. But I would much rather see the New England Patriots making it to the Super Bowl without Tom Brady as their quarterback. Uh, makes for a really exciting part of the game. And on top of that, you know, uh, they get to go with a rookie quarterback and just kind of prove that Belichick was the reason, not because of Brady. Um, but for the Chargers, you know. With a guy like Justin Herbert, they kind of, in my opinion, they deserved it with how much um, hardship they went through when it came to uh, the organization and offense and whatever. And, you know, uh, Brandon Staley is able to go in there and really control that offense and then that uh, really control that locker room and, and – show that this team can do a lot of great things and I've always been saying that that the Chargers are great. Well, I'd say that I'd say that I've been saying that the Chargers have a lot of good capabilities of winning football games. If I was to say anything that I then I you know repeat anything that I would say um because I mean the guys that they have are just incredible and I think that they 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 will succeed a lot. Um that being said, I'm going to choose the New England Patriots to make it to the Super Bowl, making it a Green Bay Packers and New England Patriots Super Bowl. Now, with that being said, I think it's going to end up being for the Patriots, if anything, simply because of what kind of story it could be. 
and in an offense that really doesn't need you to be throwing you know huge ball huge bombs down the field or you know um scrambling around for no reason just to create some sort of space i don't see that being the case whatsoever i still think that um uh, mac jones has a lot of capabilities that a lot of these other people a lot of these other quarterbacks don't um i think that he he may have a lot of dink and dunk passes but when he throws it down the field when he makes those nice throws down the field they're on, they're on time. They're accurate, and they look amazing. And they're like one of the one of my favorite balls. One of my favorite throws to watch. Mac Jones throwing it all over the field. For some reason, to me, it just it's super cool because of you know him being a rookie and and having this much success on that sort of team is incredible. It shows how incredibly coachable he is, and how how much of a leader he can and will be when it comes to his turn. Being that being that uh, captain, if he hasn't already received his uh, his C patch for his uniform um, or for his jersey, so so that being said, I think that um, at that point it could be either way, whether it be the Patriots or it be the or it be the uh, uh, the Green Bay Pack uh, the Green Bay Packers. So um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and and kind of. Give the Packers the benefit of the doubt because of Aaron Rodgers' experience in the postseason. Uh, another another one I could, I thought of that I, I mean I don't want it to be this, but it I mean it kind of be interesting. Uh, the New England Patriots going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Brady versus Belichick to see who actually won the marriage and so on and so forth. I. I think you would have gotten, you should have gotten rid of Tom Brady as well, and and let him or let him go and do what he wanted to do, or try trade him or whatever. Simply because you know, at, at some point in time in the near future, he's not going to be the same person. Uh, come out of the locker room, uh, for whatever reason, he's going to have a lot of issues. But I think that it's going to be a uh, Green Bay Packers Super Bowl victory with Aaron Rodgers winning. A back-to-back MVP and be the first NFL quarter, be the first quarterback to win the Super Bowl and the also win the MVP, um, and that could even lead into him getting the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Um, so that's what I have. I have the I have it being a um, a Packers and New England Patriots uh, Super Bowl. And I think the uh, Green Bay Packers are going to win, and Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP and uh, Super Bowl MVP. So um, if if it's not him, it's going to be Devontae Adams. So uh, it's just it's super super interesting to to think about the the craziness that the that that these next few weeks are going to have on the entire league, and you know I'm super excited for it. So. But right now we're going to take a break, uh, come back, and uh, we're going to uh, talk about uh, a couple extra things that I've seen over the you know, around the NFL and uh, what kind of things that uh, are really interesting to me. So we'll be back. Welcome back to uh, the Rob Miller Podcast. So just to kind of go over everything, um, we're saying that, you know, the Rob Miller Podcast is saying that the it's going to be a um, Packers and Patriots Super Bowl. Um, I think that uh, Belichick will have what it takes to to really 
show these other teams that, hey, you know, I'm Bill Belichick, I'm still relevant. And the fact that he had all of his great players that he had from a couple of years ago come back, and I think that's going to be a huge upside to the Patriots and their um, and their playoff success. Um, and Mac Jones, you know, is doing basically just everything that's asked of him, and um, he's being um, extremely coachable in these moments and I think that, that he's going to be one of those types of guys that you can depend on later on in his career especially uh these upcoming um these upcoming these upcoming years so um and then with Aaron Rodgers you know he's it's kind of like one of those statement years to show he can still do it even though he's what, 37 38 and um he's the, the fact that he I think that he's going to not only the Packers are going to win but he'll get the MVP the, the league MVP as well as the Super Bowl MVP so he'll be the first quarterback ever to have um, all three of those feats happen in the same year um they, you know the Packers just have they're, they're, they're loaded uh, front and back side you know offense defense special teams the coaching staff is great you know they're able to do a lot of great things and you know, I mean, sometimes they have their off games, which is what they had, you know, from week one to, you know, what was it, week uh, 11 or week nine or something like that, Whatever, when they, whenever they lost to the Vikings in Minnesota. And then uh, the Chiefs lost, which is, just happened to have, not, not feature Aaron Rodgers in that game whatsoever. Um, and I think if, if Aaron Rodgers did play that game, it would have been, it would have been a blowout for the the, the the Packers to win that game like it would have been it would have been a, an ugly loss for the Chiefs so um, but with that being said um, we're predicting the the Packers and the Patriots in the Super Bowl and uh, I could also as a secondary I could see it being the um, the Packers and the Chargers um, so. Uh, and you know anything can happen. There's going to be a lot of different things that could that could come into play. You know, people coming back. You know, the, the Titans are expecting to have uh, Derrick Henry back. You know, and you know they have all these other players that are coming back from injury, or you know people are going to be out for COVID, and it's going to be very interesting. And we're going to keep up to date with with everything. Um, so uh, it, I'm 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 super excited to see what what happens next. And uh, I hope that, that you guys are too. But uh, that's going to conclude this episode of the Rob Miller podcast. Uh, I'm going to take a going to take a break and watch uh, watch all the games and um watch and, and get everything up to date and stuff along those lines, just so we can uh, uh, be ready for the next episode as well as uh, looking forward to continuing these these playoff predictions and seeing what's going to happen. Um, I hope uh, all my listeners have a wonderful holiday, a Merry Christmas. Uh, we should post an episode, you know, some like Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. I'm going to do my best to get that out for you guys. And then um, we'll see you guys after the new year then. So uh, I hope you guys uh, have a great holiday and we'll see you guys next time.